right bitches you ought to know it's time for wpov global i'm your host the legend tj logan with me the gentleman and yes he is a gentleman girls he will not give you his first name he will not call you back he is elio canella elio what is going on you walking stud you what (laughs) i'm not even going to ask how your week is because i don't think i can take this much debauchery so early in the week (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I know you I know you wrestled with a lot of women, but you also did some, watch some wrestling this weekend. And folks, we got a lot of wrestling to talk about because there's a lot of cool stuff going on. But it was Elio, a lot. Elio, yes, besides sir. the wrestling, I mean, you must be exhausted. I mean, a man of many women like yourselves. <laughs> I got to know. That, what was the weekend like for you, brother? My weekend was quite eventful because have you ever had... Um, have you, ever, have you ever had yourself volunteered for something that you find out about at the last minute? Ah, is that what you call three dates in one night? Go on. <laughs> uh, so Saturday, I could have caught up on NJPWG1, but however, I spent the day out in the heat. At in a, a heat? Picnic, at so, a picnic. So a picnic, you mean a redhead in a hotel room. Right, go on. I'm listening. <laughs> so I'm out there, it's freaking hot outside. I don't know uh, what the temperature was here in Toronto. I'm not sure how hot it is out there in, in Calgary, but now, it now, was just it was I'm just, like, kill me now. Just take me home now. Just And by and by kill me now, you meant her sister showed up. I got it. I read what you're saying. I got. I get what you're putting down, Elio. Man, you live the things that people write about in Penthouse Forum. I, I get it. I get it. Okay, okay. I, I know this is a family thing, so I'm not even going to push any further. Elio, you keep your dirty little secrets to yourself. Just send me some pictures. Anyways, um, let's talk some wrestling. First of all, folks, you know... We like to do a poll. This week's a poll is a little bit different. I mean, the question, if we had just asked the question strictly about indie wrestling or not the major leagues of wrestling, you know, the answer would be pretty pretty easy to answer. The question was, um, we're going to say, first of all, should major wrestling companies have an off-season? Now, if we're talking about smaller companies, you can't have an off-season. I mean, let's face it. Uh, you're lucky if month to month the same wrestlers are in the same area. So an off-season would kill it. But let's talk about the WWE. I mean, we're having wrestlers who, they're talking about they wrestle like, you know, or make appearances or do things almost like 320 times a year. Mm -hmm. And so we put it to the poll. First of all, Elio, I want to ask you, should major wrestling companies have an off-season? I think that they should have set set apart at a time, like to at least let some some of the wrestlers uh, 
heal up their body, heal up their bodies, and like refresh their characters and their storylines. Okay, okay, but we're not talking. Li- but but should they have like an off season? Should there be like a little break in the wrestling calendar where everyone takes some time off? And no, I think that I think that would uh, just like uh, kill interest. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, that would just like kill everyone's interest. Uh, fans really want their wrestling. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with that. Um, what I think is, and I I don't know why they just don't do this. I mean, why? Okay, they're writing storylines constantly in the WWE. People mm-hmm. are going through cycles. You go through things where something happens and you get your revenge and yada yada. Why don't they take the time where, you know. A half of the wrestlers, or one third of the wrestlers, at any given time, are off TV for a couple weeks, uh, nursing so-called injuries, or doing so-called this or that. Or there's such an easy way to write this to give people, you know. Do you, do you remember the old days? I remember back in like WrestleMania one, like you know, uh, nobody, those guys involved in any of the top cards, none of them met, none of them like you know confronted each other every week on TV. There was a giant buildup. And that buildup made yep. it so that when it happened, it was something, you know? Let's uh, take the main event of WrestleMania 4 and WrestleMania 5. They, they built that up for a whole year. Yeah. And you know what? I They, they say right now people have no um, patience. The people, fans wouldn't stand for it. It wouldn't work. I think we're undercutting things. I think if you wrote interesting enough reasons why certain people weren't on television, why they weren't competing for a little while, I think it would add to the allure and the illusion. And so I, I don't think I don't think that there should be a, a set you know season. I don't think there should be like a, a month or two break or something like that where there's no wrestling. I think that would kill the interest, unfortunately. Uh, but let's take a look here. Uh, I'm going to do some comments here. One comment we had from uh, one of our top, uh, our top commentators here, Matt Nowak, says, Nope, although each wrestler should get an extended break, not only will it prevent Will it help prevent so many injuries? It'll keep characters fresh. Yes, that is true. Oh, you yeah. know what? I I realized as I'm going into the comments, I didn't say what the how the poll came out. Um, 50, oh, um, 50, I got the numbers, yeah. Yeah, I got them right here too. 50.3% of you said nope. 49.7% said yes. That's a really close number. Everyone's divided down the middle here. Wow. And, and okay. we, folks, we thank you for voting. And, and let's talk a few more. Let, let's look at some more of these, uh, some more of the comments that we have here, okay? Okay. Um, do, 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 scrolling through. Here we go. Um, William R- Rusho says, not necessarily an off-season. Give the wrestlers time to recover. Have two or three sets of wrestlers. One set wrestling part of the time to give the others time to heal. Maybe we'll have longer wrestling careers, less injuries, and less dependency on painkillers. Well, that's an interesting mm-hmm. comment. Mm-hmm. Um, Louis Martinez says, no, because of the storylines. I think they should have the lighter schedule, though. It's almost inhumane to have someone toss their body around five days a week and travel added to it all. With the travel, it's the equivalent of getting one day off a week. I hated that shit just working on the post office. I can only imagine how mentally and physically taxing it is on those wrestlers bumping and traveling. I sympathize with them and give them a shit ton of credit for doing what they do. That's why I'll never call a wrestler a jobber or say they can't wrestle. That shit ain't easy and I think a lot of fans don't understand that. Good point, Lou. And liberal use of the word shit. Um, <laughs> 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 um, Jeffrey Knight the second. Ooh, there's another Uh-oh. Jeffrey Knight out there. Okay, it's structured close to the sport of boxing, and though yes, boxing is a match every few months or less per boxer, they don't technically have an off season. Well, I don't think that's a really good comparison, Jeffrey. I think uh, that's interesting, but ultimately kind of silly. Okay. 
Sean Hughes says the free, they should. UFC has a, a, a show free in every month. Yeah. Uh, Sean Hughes, they should have less house shows and tours for sure. Make them mean more and when they do go on tour. Uh, Tom Williams says they should do this. And then he sent us a, um, a link to a YouTube thing called WWE Offseason? Question mark Wrestling with Regret. Well, I'm too busy of a man to read that. And we know Elliot was too busy with the ladies to read that. So fans, maybe you could take a look at that. Uh, Clint Lewis says, give the stars three months off and feature the people that normal normally don't get seen. Okay, so that's a tough one. I mean, okay, you give the stars three months off. Are people going to take three months of sort of the mid card or lower card guys? I, I think that might not work. No, they're going to get bored real quick if, uh, if you do that. Yeah. Uh, Greg Francis says, they should have an off-season in the regular sense, but they should do... Okay, they should have an off-season in the regular sense, but they should be doing a better job with how they deal with the talent they have. If they really must have a brand split, I'd have four groups. Raw roster, SmackDown roster, house show, smaller venues, leave roster. The house show one could be used for those not getting on TV, so they're still working. If every talent had two to three months off annually, it would allow him and the product to remain fresh. You'd have one guy leaving and another guy returning. If you get an injury to a TV guy, you can't reach into the you can reach into the house show cycle for a band aid. You could cycle through the house show roster as the lower mid card for the TV shows. It would just keep everything fresh, allow talent not to burn out, and have more guys exposed. I wow, kind of like that. I like that idea. That's something I carefully laid out plan. But Jeffrey Knight the second says, Greg Francis, that'd make it harder to keep things spontaneous. Uh, really? There is nothing spontaneous <laughs> in the WWE. Trust me, there is nothing spontaneous, okay? And if it does happen, to happen uh, usually Vince McMahon squashes the spontaneous thing and beats yep. you over the head with it till you're sick of it. All right, uh, <laughs> Greg Francis replies, How? Having everyone on every show doing the exact thing over and over isn't exactly spontaneous. This way you'd have guys appearing from the leave, from the leave list regularly, guys switched out with the house show list randomly. It actually makes it a bit easier to be spontaneous, unless you think they change big picture things seconds before they happen constantly. Uh, they do. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> they use the same guys. Uh, Jeffrey Knight replies with, Yeah, but injuries are random and call-ups and returns appear random when done right. Here they would always be rotating and Smarks would always be aware and anticipating and judging. But then again, you can never please the Marks and Smarks anyways. Oh, they're having a good conversation, these two. Greg Francis replies to back to Jeffrey Knight for the 18th million time. That's the thing that's, called, that's killing the industry, sharing what the Smarks think. They tried booking to please them and it drove off the majority of the casuals. Then the Lotus Smarks left because they were still... Because they still were happy and they no longer had their ego stroked by being the know-it-all prick in a large crowd. It's left a small group of casuals and hardcores who will hunt out the type of product they like. It's no coincidence the decline in wrestling popularity begin at the same time the internet. Let the smart bitches, <laughs> let the smarts bitch and moan. Man, I love this. These guys are going now. So, okay, you know what? Put them in the ring. That'd be interesting. Now, you know what? Um, I'm going to have to say I like Greg Francis's idea in theory. In theory, that's a pretty cool idea. The problem mm -hmm. is, I mean, you get like, okay, the WWE, all the decisions get made by Vince McMahon. He has the final say of everything. Sure. And this would be a cool system, but then you have stuff where there's like, where Vince McMahon doesn't even realize that there's guys that aren't even wrestling for him anymore that are backstage visiting people, and he thinks that guy's still on his roster. So how do you think he's going to be able to, to keep track of who's what, where, and how to make decisions? Uh, unless they're willing to build him a, a very extensive yet colorful chart each week 
and maybe that's the way to go. A I, perfect example is JTG. You tell the example. JTG. Okay, well, tell the example. Oh, uh, because uh, he's uh, he was uh, under their uh, on their roster for the longest time, and everyone uh, seemed to have forgotten about him. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, the WWE history, at least in the last couple of years, there is a lot of guys who some people didn't even realize were still on the roster, that were still getting regular paydays, who made no appearances anywhere. They actually and, made it into a game to see how long it took him to get fired. Yeah, you know, they, they knew that they weren't even, they didn't even show up at catering. They were just, <laughs> they knew if they showed up at catering, they actually might get fired. So they just stayed at home and still collected money. So, you know what, that, that doesn't bode well for, um, a, a complicated, and I wish it did, you know, maybe when Vince McMahon retires and there's other people who try to direct the, the boat a little more carefully, we might have something like this, but as it stands, there's no way in hell, Vince can't even remember who's on his main show, let alone <laughs> what one third of the wrestlers that are out, one third of the wrestlers, that, you know, great idea guys, but it just, I don't see it working. So, you know what, that, that was a pretty cool, I, I, I like the interaction there. I like the idea of people telling us kind of their ideas of what they think and uh keep it up fans we're gonna try and come up with another poll for next week we, you know we always do and yeah. uh let, let's fantasy keep our booking let's, fa, fa, i'm not a, i don't want to get too far into fantasy booking it kind of no, sucks I'm saying it gets, it. that's what that's what we had going on here yeah we kind of did but you know what it was some it was one of the ideas was very good and the other one wasn't okay oh. <laughs> yeah let's just go that way all right so We'll let you fans decide which one was good and which one wasn't. All right, Elio, um, I'm going to pull out of this. Uh, I know you have a few news items you want to talk about before we get into New Japan. I do, and let's uh, pull up the news right now. So, in AEW news, uh, Puck may be on his way uh, to AEW. Um, they they found that the issue with why he wasn't at Double or Nothing was... That the issue was with uh, Dragon Gate, as at the time he was their Open the Dream Gate champion and has since dropped the title. Uh, so there's talks that he may be on his way. Interesting, interesting. Pac's definitely a hard hitter, uh, a bit of a known name. And then uh, this weekend, NXT UK uh, held a set of tapings and we saw the debut of Shaw Samuels, who lost uh, in a dark match to Daryl Allen. And um, although he did lose... Uh, it may only be a matter of time before they use them on the main shows. Interesting, interesting. Anything else and you have for the news. That's all the news I have for this week. That is all the news that is fit to be told to you people. No, anyways. <laughs> 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 Next week we'll make up a bunch of crap and call it news. <laughs> <laughs> it is wrestling. I mean, that's what they do anyways. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk New Japan. Okay? Okay. Right now we are in the G1 tournament, and it it's is... There. It is some, you know what, Elio, I'm very proud of you. You have been following along rather closely and watching the the, the tournament matchups, and there has been some really good stuff. Today this, is our, this is our first NJPW event that I'm 100% completely caught up on. Excellent, excellent. Okay, well, since our last episode, we've had three more nights go into the books, days five, six, and seven. We're going to mm -hmm. talk quickly about the... Uh, Quickly about the results, talk about at the end who is doing really well, who's struggling, who who to keep an eye on. And okay. for each day, I'm going to pick one match that I think, fans, this is the mat the best match of the night. Okay? Okay. We're going to start off day five. We had Kenta defeating uh, Lance Archer by tap-out, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Archer looking good. He he's been looking good in this tournament. Uh, Evil defeating Sonata with a pin. Yep. O- Okada defeating uh, Bad Luck Fale, which I had to say for an Okada match was not a very good match. Uh, Tanahashi pins uh, Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. and Koto Ibushi pins uh, Will Osprey. Now for this for this night, I'm gonna pick. Uh, it was a struggle because Tanahashi versus Saber was really cool. Lots of reversals. Lots of not sure what was gonna happen. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Ibushi against Osprey. Definitely the match of the night. Lots of crazy stuff, as you'd expect. Bit of a surprise that Osprey lost. All right, moving into day six. I don't think any. I don't even think Tai Chi had any hope of defeating Shingo, but he lost to Shingo. Um, Jeff Cobb picks up his first win of the tournament. Believe it or not, this is his first in his third outing, so he's not doing so great in the ratings right now. But he defeats okay. Juice Robinson, who's actually been doing well. Um, okay. A match, if, if I had another match to pick, I might have picked this one for the night because it was funny as hell. Maybe I'll throw it as a B match. Um, Yano defeating Jay White in just a poor funny... Jay White. <laughs> poor, J- poor Jay White. He can't get a break. Yano, uh, <laughs> up to his hilarious idiocy, this was a funny match. Uh, then, Naito de- defeating Goto. I got to say, it, it, was, it wasn't a great match, but it was a very solid match with the build-up that Goto uh, wrestled the whole match quite differently than he usually does. Like, he usually has a set style. He goes in, does the same stuff, does the same moves. He's kind of predictable. He's kind of like Bret Hart, where, you know, he gets on that roll, and you can pretty much guess what the next five moves are going to be. And they're devastating, but you can kind of guess What is Naito doing point-wise? Because I don't really have the points uh, graph in front of me. Well, Naito's kind of in the he's lost one match, but he's won two, so he's okay. he's he's okay. It just, it just seemed like he was he wasn't doing like that great. No, he wasn't doing super great, but uh, this defeat over Goto uh, looked good on him. Goto, like I said, okay. really changed things up. Almost came away with the victory. He looked really good here, better than I've seen Goto in a while. And he can be. You either find Goto solid, or you find him boring as hell. This okay. match, he was pretty solid and and a little interesting. Uh the main event was definitely the match of the night, and we've talked about this one. John Moxley defeating um, uh, Ishii. Tomohiro Ishii. Tomohiro yep. Ishii. This was a crazy match. It was all over the crowd. It was hardcore. It was hitting. Uh, there was tables involved. There was all kinds of stuff. Really good match. I'm going to pick it as the match that you should probably look at. Okay. Yep. And then day seven. Okay. Zack Saber Jr. defeating Bad Luck Fale. By countout, which was interesting. It was kind of a weird way. He kind of trapped Fale outside of the ring and then jumped in and got the win. Um, Tanahashi just squeaking a win over Archer. Archer looking great, but kind of now this is two losses in a row for him. This is kind of, you know, he started off very strong, but uh, it's kind of in the mid things is where, you know, things can really go. Uh, we also had Kenta defeating Evil. This puts Kenta at his third straight win. Or I guess, no, sorry, his fourth straight win of the tournament. So he's undefeated at the moment. Um, Abushi defeating Sonata in a... And it was an okay match. I expected more out of these guys, I think. Um, they're just... I don't know. Sometimes when you get fast-paced motion movement and fast-paced matches where you don't feel the heart in it. I didn't feel a lot of heart in this match for some reason. It just seemed a little off. And definitely the, the, the match of the night. And so far, I'm going to say, honestly... More I think about it, so far up to day seven has been the match of the tournament. Okada defeating Osprey was a incredible G one match. Now, fans, check that one out, please. That is definitely day seven. Okada versus um, Osprey. Now, 
earlier we talked, you know, we've been so caught up in watching these matches that uh, we haven't picked matches for the vault if any of them should go in. You brought up yeah. one, and I'd like you to bring up the match you brought up. Um, Tomohiro Ishii versus Jeff Cobb from day two of the G1 Climax. I think that is a tremendous match, and I think, yes, we should put this in. All right, so that match is now in the vault. And my nomination for Match of the Vault from Day 7, Okada defeating Osprey. Thought it was a clinic of really incredibly good wrestling with a great story and a lot of good stuff going on. What do you think? Yeah, it's definitely a great match. All right. Is it is it vault-worthy? Yes. All right. There we go, folks. Two into the vault this week. Now, Two new entries. Now, we're up to Day 7, and let's talk a bit about how guys are doing in this tournament, okay? Okay. Uh, in block in in the one block we definitely have to look at Kenta. Kenta and Okada are undefeated. They have mm-hmm. won 4 of their matches already. There are some guys who go through these entire tournaments that are lucky to get 3 or 4 victories. They've had their first 4 already. Now, the problem is they're on the same uh block so they're they're eventually going to collide. And uh I thought, not... I thought I saw um, somewhere on uh, Facebook earlier that um, they're having a match on a Saturday. I believe it is the next match coming up. It'll be day nines. And uh, this, I think, will it could be very telling of who who's looking good. I mean, Okada is definitely looking so strong right now. Mm-hmm. But it's been a long time <laughs> since since the uh, since the IWGP champion has actually won a tournament. So that is one thing to look at. Kenta, man, he has been getting stronger and stronger every match. He definitely has a lot to, you know, it feels like he has a lot to prove here. Mm-hmm. Um, Osprey, Osprey has just been incredible. Whether he wins or loses, the guy just looks like he makes his opponents. He elevates everybody he gets in the ring. Everyone looks better, you know. Um, Bad luck, Fale. Well, he's just a spoiler in there. He'll win a couple matches. He'll lose a couple matches. Um, the one who surprises me, Zack Saber Jr. I mean, he has. This was his first victory over Fale, and uh, he has been struggling in this tournament. He has been getting reversals left and right, people pulling in sneak pins that he usually does on others. He's looking rather frustrated and not very strong in this tournament. A lot of these guys that we thought were going to do good aren't doing so great so far. Right. Uh, sticking with Block A, Tanahashi right now, he's kind of mm-hmm. looking in the midways. He, he, he looks good, but he's not very dominant. Um, Abushi, ah, man. He is like all over the place. Some days he's looking great. Some days he's looking okay. I think yep. he's actually going to finish in the middle of the pack here. Evil has been looking good, but not great. And mm-hmm. Sonata, Sonata has been disappointing me lately. He he has some great looks, and then things kind of phase out. Um, and definitely in Block A, the surprise Archer man, Lance Archer has been looking like I know, a monster. I, we, we thought Lance Archer would finish like towards the bottom, but he's uh, been pulling out some wins. Dude, let's face it. We thought he was going to finish last place. Uh, maybe him and Fale would be battling for yeah. last. <laughs> Who would have guessed by now it would be Fale and Sabre Jr. fighting for the last place? Oh, with Tai Chi. Okay, o- okay over to block B now. Uh, Shingle okay. looking really strong. Um, but definitely the guy who... I mean, John Moxley is undefeated so far in his block. All right? Um, he has looked tremendous. Um, everyone else in the rest of the, of Block B hasn't really been as dominant as Moxley. I mean, Ishii has been done well, but Moxley gave him his gave him a loss. Yano has been in there, sneaking wins, losing some, winning some. Naito, rough start, but he's starting to look a little better. Go to f- floating on the bottom. Uh, Shingo, 
Shingo's doing okay, but I just not feeling it from him in this tournament. Um, we believe we uh, I picked him him as uh, one of my top two. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, White. Poor, like you said, poor Jeff. Uh, <laughs> poor Jay White. Jay White. Yeah, 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 I feel bad for him. Yeah, he is. He's not having a good tournament. Um, who else do we have in this block? Uh, Jeff Cobb gets his first. I'm surprised that he got his first victory in his fourth match. So, you know, he definitely. Or sorry, in his third match, I guess that would be. Uh, I expected a little bit more, but he's still, it's an early tournament. And defeating Juice Robinson, Juice has been actually, this is one of Juice's best of the last two or three that he's been in. This is, or I guess wow. two he's been in. This is the best he's done so far. He looks very determined out there. And yeah. lastly, of course, Tai Chi. Come on, man. This guy can... <laughs> uh, I think he's got one victory so far, and it was a cheap victory, and... Let's face it, Tai Chi translates to sucks in Japanese. The, the, the worst thing about this guy is that he he holds a mic when he's in the ring. And like he's not even doing a good job of uh, trying to lip sync. Yeah, dude, it's not the worst thing. It's just one of the many dumb things about this guy. I mean, <laughs> it's just stupid. Everything about him is terrible. I mean, from the opera stupid looking setup to the poor lip syncing to the mask to the ripping off his uh his pants so he's wearing like the world's smallest trunks um and let's not forget he's a piss poor wrestler so uh uh i think tai chi is going to finish i think i said this before i think he is going to finish in last place yes definitely it's a a battle between him and Fale, who's going to come in last this year (laughs) Fale is going to fall yeah, Fale was going to fall and actually He's win. already fallen. <laughs> so, uh, so far, this tournament's great. We're on day seven. We've got, what, four, three or four more weeks left. We've got a lot of wrestling coming up. Things are looking wow. good. If I had to adjust right now after looking at uh, the way things have gone versus what I said before, I'm going to mm-hmm. say in block A right now, my, uh, my top pick is Kenta. Uh, and in block B... My new top pick is going to have to be John Moxley. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Kenta because Kenta is uh, he's he just returned to NJPW and he's looking he's been looking real good. All right, and who would you pick in Block B? Yeah, I'm going to go with the John Moxley as well in Block B. All right, so there you have it, folks. The tournament is still continuing. We're pulling out matches. Hey, we've been seven days in. We already have two matches that are going into our, our yearly vault. Awesome. Yep. They're not even, and they're in the first seven days. <laughs> how, how, how incredible can this match be? But you know what? Um, we are going to take a little break here. And when we come back, we're going to go, uh, believe it or not, well, I'm going to say believe it, even though you probably won't. ROH had a pay-per-view that apparently no one but the wrestlers really knew about. Maybe some <laughs> I of the people didn't know who, about it. I didn't know about it, but yeah, I, I caught some of it. Now, there's a bit to report about it. We'll talk about oh, that. Okay. Then we'll talk about our three... Uh, Three matches that we pick for, uh, or sorry, our three shows. We'll go over them. And uh, yeah, we got a lot more to come, folks. So stay with us. We'll see you back in a minute. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. 
And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! What's up? This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPOV Global. Hey folks, we are back. Um, Elio? Yes, sir. Now, I don't... Sometimes, you know... I, I got to tell you, okay, I grew up for years loving ROH. ROH mm-hmm. Wrestling, uh, I, I used to love, I, I, dude, I own discs that I purchased from ROH that I had, you know, like I, I mailed uh, across the internet, got them come across the mail. I've yeah. loved ROH for years. Lately, ROH sometimes isn't doing a lot for me these days. And I don't know if it's the roster, if it's the rebuilding phase, but I'm finding myself a little bit disinterested in the product right now. And uh, as a good example, we joked about this, but I don't even think we both really realized it, but there was like a pay-per-view this weekend, like a Ring of Honor show, a big one. I did not know. I just uh, pulled up the results uh, now during the break. Well, you know what? Uh, That is indicative of what kind of what's going on right now with ROH is uh, a lot of people, um, they don't realize what's going on. That there is stuff going on. And uh, so, you know what? I'm going to go over um, some of the card here, okay? I mean, they did, they, they did show a lot of the video highlights on uh, this week's ROH TV. But, like, I, I don't usually pay attention. I just uh, watch the matches and I get through the show. All right. All right. Well, let's start off with... It was called um, Matt, the Manhattan Mayhem, okay? Yep. Uh, let's look at some of the matches. We had... Matt Taven defending his uh, ROH championship belt against Kenny King and Jay Lethal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interesting match. A lot of Lethal and Kenny King going after each other. Matt Taven kind of squeaking out the win. Not the most strongest showing for the ROH champion. Uh, Next match, we had Lifeblood taking on Villain Enterprises. Um, It was interesting, and I I don't know. Like, are Villain Enterprises good guys or bad guys? (laughs) I still don't know. People love PCO, but uh, the rest of the guys just act like heels. Yeah, and then Lifeblood, <laughs> who are supposed to be the good guys, at times can be extremely boring. You know, I mean, their wrestling's okay, but their personalities are just yeah not really yeah, there. I agree. Now, Lifeblood taking the match from uh, Villain Enterprises, um, and how about this one? The ROH Tag Team Champions. Uh, the Gorillas of Destiny losing the titles to the Briscoes. This has got to be, what, the 800th time the Briscoes have won this belt? It's, it seems quite a bit. But the Briscoes win in a New York street fight. Um, now, I skipped some of the other matches on there because, you know, there were a few other matches. Well, that. Yeah, it's a good because I was uh, looking through uh, some of the other matches. They, they didn't look all that interesting. Not really. Not really. <laughs> so, you know what? Uh, I mean, maybe I, I might have been interested to see Roosh uh, defeating TK Orion. Starting to enjoy both Roosh and TK Orion. Um, mm-hmm. I'm starting to, yeah, TK Orion's finally getting that chance to, like, stand out a little more instead of just being the generic guy. So I'm enjoying that about him. Uh, and Roosh, I I think they have the potential to make this guy a big star. And I hope ROH knows what to do with him. Now, like I said, that was our coverage of this week's 
Um, you know what? Let's skip it around. Since we are talking ROH, why don't we talk about ROH TV this week? And I know you are going to cover that. Let's talk a bit about what we saw and what we think of some of the wrestlers we're seeing, okay? Okay, so ROH this week, um, it was a lot of video highlights from, like, Best in the World and, like, you like you just uh, said, a Manhattan Mayhem. So, um, the couple of matches, in the opening match, there was a Four Corners match with Jonathan Gresham, uh... Defeating Dalton Castle, Kenny King, and Jeff Cobb. And Jonathan Gresham pulled out the win over here uh, in this one, rolling up King, but he had hold of the tights to pick up pick up the victory in that one. Now that's interesting to go that way, you know. Um, Jonathan Gresham, who's been so long, uh, you know, they're portrayed as the pure wrestler, and now he's pulling trunks. Yeah, so uh, he alternated, I don't know. And, and, and other things to look at, we, I mean, Kenny King, well, you know what you get with Kenny King. Uh, <laughs> Dalton Castle putting in a, a bit of stronger performance than I've seen him in a while. And Jeff Cobb, poor Jeff Cobb. You say poor Jay White, poor Jeff Cobb. <laughs> yeah, poor Jeff Cobb on this one, man. On ROH, he's, he's uh, I'm not sure what they got planned for him, but they better not squander him because he's definitely one of the best things they got going in their company right now, so... A little Dalton disconcerting. Castle, a few years, a few years uh, back, Dalton Castle. Okay, like he had an interesting look. The first time I saw, like I mm-hmm. saw him, but I, I never really seen any of his matches until I started watching ROH. But now it's just his look is just totally gone. I'm just uh, not, not not a fan of Dalton Castle. Okay, Jonathan Gresham pulling out the cheating. What do you think of that? Yeah, that that was a surprise uh, because uh, he's always. Uh, like, oh, he defeated Silas Young in that uh, pure rules match mm-hmm. at Best in the World. And then uh, to see him uh, just cheating to pick up the win in this one. Well, I, I met uh, uh, Jonathan Gresham last year. Um, mm-hmm. Put on a tremendous match out here in uh, in Red Deer, of all places. And, uh, you know, he's a small guy. Like, you don't yep. realize how small he really is till you meet him. He's very small. Um, oh. But I really... I don't know why this this sticks in my craw a bit, him having to cheat. I'm not cool with that. Yeah. And uh, then we have a backstage promo with uh, Shinobi Shadow Squad saying they're going to... Who? Who did you say? The Shinobi Shadow Squad. No, no, no. The Shinobi Shit... (laughs) Did you say the Shinobi Shit Squad? Because that's what they are. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the Shinobi Shit Squad. Yes, you are correct. Uh, So we had a promo with them saying they're going to bankrupt Villain Enterprises and take the six-man tag team championships. Yeah, maybe they'll take their laundry for them <laughs> down to the laundromat and get it done. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the one you wanted, you wanted to ask my thoughts on. Yes. Soldiers of Savagery defeating two... Nobodies. Nobodies, yeah. I didn't even, uh, I didn't even know who didn't even mention the name. So, um, Soldiers of Savagery. I'm not sure what to think. This is my first time seeing them. I don't know. It's just uh, their debut match anyways. You know what they kind of remind me of? And maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll okay. change. But it's like back in the day when there used to be the Road Warriors and then the WWE yeah. rolled out uh, Demolition. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> knew they weren't anywhere as cool as the Road Warriors. Right. You knew, you knew they couldn't face up to the Road Warriors, but you knew that was the role that they were given. They kind of, they kind of remind me, like their their gear, they kind of remind me of AOP. They, yeah. <sighs> I don't know what to think of these guys. Let, I'm going to say let's hold back yeah. a bit. Let's hold back yeah, a bit. Yeah, I'm not going to see anything this week. I want to see more from them first. All right. And then I'm, in the main event, we had Lifeblood defeating Villain Enterprises. And uh, we talked a bit about this. Um, is a non-title 
Street Fight. Mm -hmm. So, of course, because it's non-title and because it's a special stip matches, you knew that Lifeblood was going to win. Yep. Um, let's face it. I mean, Villain Enterprises, very good team. And yet uh, again, people were chanting PCO. <laughs> right. Um, and then on the flip side, Lifeblood. Another very good team with not a lot of personality, unfortunately. Uh, I, you know, if I ran into Mark Haskins right now and he walked by oh. me, I don't even know if I'd recognize him. Same with Tracy Williams, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, but we also said the same thing about Kip Sabian when we first saw him. Who? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, how would you rate this week's episode of ROH? This week, uh, it wasn't as bad as our previous weeks. It wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't completely bad. Actually, the one spot I forgot to mention, by uh, in the parking lot, and Jay Lethal confronting uh, Gresham about, like, uh, what's up with the way he won the match. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, how, how, do you, how do you feel about the, the, this week's episode? What would you give it? Um... You know what I'm gonna go to see on this week. Like I said, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't like really horrible. Okay, week. I I think I'm gonna give it a B minus only because we've had some terrible, dreadful ROH uh, television in the last little while. This wasn't yep. that bad, you know. Right. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a B minus. You give it a C. All right, let's let's move on to MLW. Okay. Uh, MLW this week was really interesting. Um, I kind of like how they change things up every now and then. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this week was all, once again, kind of Selena uh, De La Renta was the cornerstone of most of the show. Okay. <laughs> what is going on there? She's like trying to conjure up the devil or something. Yeah. Is she going to be surprised when she just gets a greasy Mexican wrestler named Beastia 666 who this isn't that great, but okay. <laughs> um, highly dramatic. You got to admit that opening with her, uh, with, looked like she was like, it was all black and white except her lips were yeah. red. And, and then, MLW and then, is so fun. It, it is. It's pretty fun without being too hokey. Like, I didn't think that was overly hokey. I thought that was fun. Uh, yeah. So we still have uh, Mance, uh, our, this, the Southern Psychopath. He, he, Our boy is definitely uh, definitely putting a crimp in Selena style. He's he's uh, going after her full force. Now she's going to fight back next week, uh, as we're told at the end of the show. She, they'll be bringing in Mexican wrestler uh, Bestia666. Um, <laughs> okay. I've seen this guy before. I mean, let's see how they present him. I'm not even going to say anything good or bad. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, okay. Then we go on to uh, this. I found really bizarre, and I, there's there are times when stuff falls flat for me for MLW. This did. They had this interview with Alexander Hammerstone, and uh, he he's with um, you know MJF and uh, and Richard Holiday and that chick. I can't remember her name. Um, Bimbo McGee or whatever. Anyways. They're being interviewed for, okay, out of nowhere, out of all the episodes I've watched, I have never seen Davy Boy Smith's sister. Now all of a sudden she's like, she's interviewing the guy who's fighting her brother. Yeah, as soon as I heard Georgia Smith, I'm like, wait, that's Georgia Smith. The only time I saw her was a picture from like 1992 WCW magazine. Yeah, so like, it just seems so weird that they bring her out for this interview. And so she goes through the interview and... And it was sort of funny because Hammerstone's like saying all this stuff about how, you know, Davy Boy Smith's a goof and a genetically inferior <laughs> and yada, 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 yada. Yep. And, and then an MJF is like, well, not all of them are, you know, trying to like not insult Bret Hart probably, who probably cried in a cereal when he heard this. But um, <laughs> and then at the end, 
Davy Boy Smith's sister looks at Hammerstone and says, calls him a, um, a dink or a jerk or something like that. She's, or you're an asshole or something like that. It was, it was just like, I don't get it. Okay. That, that is one of the, for me, they do weird missteps like Casey, the backstage interviewer. This was kind oh of on that God. level for me. Uh, I was oh, just we didn't like, see her this week, did we? No, we did not. We did oh, not. thank God. Um, okay, so then we finally get to the match. Uh, Alexander Hammerstone puts uh, puts up his MLW open weight, which I don't even understand the concept yet of the open weight. We'll, we'll figure it out someday. Uh, against okay. David Boy Smith. Um, yep. it, go, it goes to um, a pretty good match. I mean, uh, you know, David Boy starts getting in some really good stuff, but then... You know, MJF gets up, grabs the Canadian flag, and spits on it, and then wipes it with his nose. Oh, uh, I saw that. For the first time ever, David Boy Smith remembers he's super Canadian and grabs out, uh, grabs you know the the flag stick and starts beating the crap out of everyone. So of course he gets disqualified I in this the, match. The, the referee just like stirs it for like a second, and then he calls for the bell. Yeah, the, the, it was a little bit odd timing with that. I'm going to say. Um, we we uh, we see Conan um, with Selena's phone. And uh, he says he's going to post things that she did to him. <laughs> we'll see what that's all oh. about. <laughs> oh, so 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 who who is he talking about? Was he like he's talking about comments? So those comments were directed towards Selena. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because uh, did you catch uh, that Roddy Piper quote? Yes, but say it for the fans. Cuando tú crees la respuesta, yo te cambio la pregunta. <laughs> oh, just when you think you have all the answers I, I change, change your questions, questions. yeah <laughs> I'm like okay and Roddy Piper rolled in his grave <laughs> <laughs> um, they have a little video about Ross and Marshall Von Eric um, I'm not sold on these guys yet so I need to see more of them than just packages okay and I don't mean their mm-hmm. packages I mean video packages <laughs> um <laughs> They're going to take on Contra Unit next week, so that's coming up. They, they talk a bit about how no one's heard from Fatu since he's won the belt. Or, you okay. know, Jacob Fatu wins the belt. Yep. Where's the world champion? Nobody knows. Apparently, we might hear from him <laughs> next week. So that's interesting, I guess. Um, Mance Warner comes out, and we see a more dangerous side of Mance Warner. You know, you know gone were all the jokey parts this week. Instead, oh. we got the very serious. He's going to... Even saying, you know, you get the devil, but the devil ain't got shit on Mance. <laughs> Damn! Uh, Mance is mad. Now, what I th- why I find MLW fun sometimes is stuff like this. Now we got a totally luchador style match. Doctor Wagner uh, and El Hod Doctor Wagner Junior. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, doesn't the Junior negate what the El Hio? Anyways, I don't know. My, my Spanish <laughs> taking on L.A. Park and El Hod Los Angeles Park. Um, you had to enjoy. Well, they're still eh? because uh, he, what if uh, people didn't know that he was Doctor Wagner Junior? What if uh, he had a different name and no one knew? Uh, you've lost me, buddy. You've lost me here. But you said El, why they why do they have El Hio the Wagner Junior? Right. Well, they don't have El Hio D Los Angeles Park Junior. Oh, yeah. oh, this is true. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm that, saying. Yeah, that's where I was confused. Okay. Okay. So, um. This is where MLW does some neat stuff. Now, I enjoyed this. I don't think I would enjoy this every week. But they had a very old-style Lucha Libre-style match here where they had the Wagners taking on the parks. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of fantastical moves, lots of flippy-dippy crap, lots Mm -hmm. of um, moves that looked like everyone slowed down to get the move in and stuff like that. But 
it was the first time I got to see Dr. Wagner fighting in uh, in a North American ring. So for me, that was pretty cool. Um, and there's something that came out of this match, and I'm not going to talk about it till we get to the book. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, oh, new entry. Possible. Now, <laughs> I am going to say that the winners of this match ends up being El Hio de la Los Angeles Park and Los Angeles Park. So okay. uh, overall... Once again, really enjoyed this week's episode. I'm going to give it a B plus. I I I think that uh, it could have done with maybe one more match on the show, another small match or something. Um, the Hammerstone Davy Boy Smith had such an anticlimactic ending that kind of cut it, but I really enjoyed the Wagners versus the Parks. So I'm going to give it a B plus. How, how are you okay. going to rate this week's? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with Saint B plus uh, MLW. I we can we can never say this enough. It's just enjoyable to watch. It's just fun. Yeah, we need to see Matt's fight. Okay, we we got enough. Of yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's time to get back into the ring. We don't want to like these backs. These segments are cool and fun and stuff, but we want to see actually take care of business here. Right. All right, and finally, our last show to look at this week, WWE NXT UK. Take it away, buddy. NXT UK, here we go. Now, again, you know what? I don't even think I'm going to say the Download Festival until we're actually done with the Download Festival. Let's just say Derby, England. We were in Derby. <laughs> yeah, we're back in Derby, England, and... um. We start with Imperium defeating Tyson T-Bone and Saxon Huckley to open the show. Um, uh, sorry, Marcel Barth. Yeah, Imperium, yeah. Okay. Um, what did you think? I, I mean, I enjoy Saxon Huxley's look lately. Not but so... Tyson T-Bone. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Not yeah. sold on him. No, uh, it's it's a, it's your basic uh, opener. Uh, Imperium dominated and destroyed uh, T-Bone and Huxley. I really enjoy uh, Eichner and Barthel are a cool team. I like them. Yeah, they are. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed this match. And then we have Travis Travis Bang saying it's time to re- to press the reset button on his uh, career, and this is just the beginning for him in NXT UK. Fair enough. At least he didn't <laughs> whine and complain. <laughs> then we had Jimmy defeating Zaya Brookside with uh, after this distraction from Chazzy Gabbard at ringside. Jimmy uh, uh, got the three count with a roll up. Um, I'm gonna say I'm I'm. My dislike that I was starting to build for Zaya Brookside is kind of ending. I'm starting to enjoy her a bit. Yep. Um, See, I, yeah, I knew there was something about her. Yeah. It's, yeah good, it's good. We waited uh, to we waited. actually put her in there. Yeah. In the book. Ginny is just still Ginny. <laughs> yeah. You know? If it wasn't for Jazzy Gabbard, I don't think Ginny would have half a leg to stand on in, in NXT UK. So, um, okay, then match. we had it. Yep. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, then we had an interview with Imperium and Walter accepting Trent Seven's challenge and saying he's going to break Seven's bag the way he did Tyler Bates. Yikes. Well, <laughs> you big meanie. <laughs> no, I still I want to see that match. Uh, yes. Trent Seven, Walter. We're going to see it next week. So then we got a Tony Storm uh, interview in the ring. It's interrupted by Kaylee Ray, and uh, we have an official match for for the NXT UK Women's Championship at NXT Takeover Cardiff. I really hope Tony Storm uh, really takes this match good. Like I, I'm not just just not digging Kaylee Ray these days. I'm not buying her. Yep. And um, uh, of course, next week is the first ever six woman tag team match. Mm-hmm. With Tony Storm, Cybrooks, and Piper Niven versus Kaylee Ray, Ginny, and Jazzy Gabbert. 
And in the main event, we have Mark Andrews defeating Cassius Ono. Don't you mean Mandrews? Isn't that what they used to call him in Mandrews? <laughs> um, Cassius Ono in the main event. Yeah, it's definitely got to be. <laughs> know, right? It's definitely got to be an NXT thing, right? He's um, a PC. He's a he's a he's a pure British wrestler. Uh, he's pure something. <laughs> pure BS. Anyhow, uh, how would you rate? What, what do you think of this week's show, brother? Oh, mm. This week, so it wasn't uh, the greatest. Uh, the Cyborg side match was was good, uh, but the rest of it, uh, the main event wasn't great. I'm just going to go with a B- on this one. All right. Um, I'm going to go with a B. I thought it was a little bit better than I expected. Yep. Uh, the main event, Manders, he's okay. Oh, no, I'm kind of sick of seeing him. Uh, Brookside definitely had a, an interestingly good match. And... Uh, <laughs> Let's face it, Imperium is a good tag team. Um, yeah, I'll give it a B this week. So, now, uh, speaking of NXT originals, um, in the next set of tapings, uh, we're uh, they had a couple of the NXT originals taking on the NXT UK stars. Excellent, excellent. Yep. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of interesting matches to come ahead. Okay. Well, dig into our uh, recording devices and tell us after this week's. Uh, um, ratings we give who who's in the head so definitely this week I'm gonna to have to say MLW probably had our highest ratings. Yep, MLW is still ahead because um, let's take a look at the score from the from last week. We had NXT with five, mm-hmm. MLW with seven, and ROH with zero. Mm. Okay, I'm still oh man, I hate to say it, but it looks the way we've rated things. It does look like MLW takes first place. Yeah. NXT takes second, and poor ROH is still in the basement. So we have ni- nine, yeah, nine, six, and zero. Man, oh. ROH. All right, well, folks, it's this time of the day where we get into uh, an interesting little thing called the book. The book. The yes. book of shame. What is the book of shame? Well, the book of shame is made up of wrestlers, commentators moves, things that just annoy us and tick us off. Mm-hmm. So let's go into this week's and see who we have. And now, I told you there was something coming up. I do not have someone to add to the book. I actually have someone to take out of the book this week. Okay. Oh, uh, I, I was uh, thinking about uh, that uh, the one, my uh, my um, selection from last, from last week. Because we said we take a week to think about it. Well, let's go over the book and let's let the people find out, Elio. All right. So our first entry is Ace Austin. Ace Austin, yeah. There's something about him, too. I mean, not only does he act like an idiot, but he's also got some of this kind of douchey um, look and persona about him. I'd say we keep him in the book. Unless you uh, okay. – do you agree? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah. For me, it's just a whatever. He's just there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just the fact that he pulls those stupid playing cards and the cane and yeah. that crap that just makes there even worse. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then we have Dave Mastiff. Oh, gosh. Cartoon characters abound. You're stuck in there, yeah. Dave Mastiff. Uh, El Hio de Los Angeles Park. El Hio de Los Angeles Park. You know what? He is... I'm nominating to take him out of the book. Oh, Okay. Um, you know, we put him in there for a very long time because he walked around looking like some weird Christmas <laughs> elf. However, this was the first time I actually got to see the guy wrestle for a long time, and he's actually pretty darn good. Oh, okay. All right. He impressed me enough that I want to take him off the list. Oh, okay. 
So, yeah, the heel in Los Angeles Park, you're gone. Okay, next we have Facade. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even have to ask? Facade, you'll be in there. I can never see you cleaning your image or being better, so you're probably there for life. <laughs> then we have that uh, word that shall not be used. It is terrible word, and the girl, yes, t- keep it, please, please. I don't want to say the word. We know what it is, people. Then we have Jimmy Havoc. Oh, yuck. You know, we haven't seen him for a while, and I still have a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, Jimmy Havoc stays. <laughs> uh, Kenny King. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, although, oh, although, I did that, although, I, oh. although I did agree with uh, what he said to uh, Red Titus. Well, you know what? Even a blind squirrel can get a nut in the dark sometime. Bad <laughs> uh, Ed Fulton. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, it's nice that we don't cover Impact very much. I, I he's like fading from my memory. I, I don't even remember much about that dude. Oh, I'm actually gonna I, after I'm gonna bring something up about Impact after. Okay. Um. Okay. Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, Nigel McGuinness. I don't know why, but I, I have. I think I, he's getting into Tommy Dreamer hate level with me. Now I know I have a question. Are, yeah. are commentators do commentators usually have an off night where they'll forget a wrestler's name? Uh, I would say everyone does, but if you're professional and being paid a lot, you probably shouldn't. Okay, because I don't know if you caught uh, what he said at the uh, Extreme Rules uh, kickoff show. What did he say? During the Tony Nese Drew Gulak match, Tony Nese uh, came off the top rope, uh, landing on Gulak. Instead of calling him Tony Nese, Nigel called him Tony Gulak. Yeah, that seems about like a Nigel McGuinness crap move. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I had to rewind it just to, to double check that I didn't hear it wrong. All right, so we have Sammy Callahan times five. Well, you know what? Sammy Callahan times five. Um, <laughs> it's been a quiet week. I don't think we have an asterisk to add to you this week. Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't seen anything from him. Although he's going to be fighting Tessa Blanchard again, so who knows, eh? Okay, see, I don't have to bring it up because I, I had to see. I, I just out of curiosity, I went on the website yep. to check the results. Now it's still the same crap. Yeah, it's the same oh, crap every week. My goodness. <laughs> then we have Casey the Updater. Oh, she stays. She, <laughs> until she gets out of junior college acting class, yeah, she stays. I think we saw the equivalent on uh, SmackDown uh, when uh, that one was interviewing uh, Shane after he got stunned by Kevin Owens. <laughs> that, 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 that was she like she stuck the mic stuck the microphone in his face it's like okay then we have the Chris Brothers yeah they're just they're pathetic the Chris Brothers will always be in there <laughs> the hunt oh cartoons on oh it's Saturday and, morning oh no it's not a cartoon it's guys pretending and Tommy cartoons. Dreamer Tommy Dreamer yep <sighs> you make the chocolate milk in my stomach curdle I hate you Tommy Dreamer <laughs> Okay, now for my entry that I have from last week that we uh, said we would take a week okay. to decide whether it should go in or not. The term six bearded brawl. Mm, I totally forgot about it, so it's up to you, man. Uh, is it still bugging you? You know what? I don't even care anymore. I don't, they didn't even bring it up anymore, so Let's let until it go. they bring it up again, and then uh, we'll see. Okay. It hasn't reached uh, the word that shall not be named <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so folks, there you have it. The book. We have uh, one uh, El Hijo de Los Angeles Park. That guy has made it out of the book. You don't always yep. make it out of the book in our book. So, hey, I thought we put Kenny. Oh, you did put Kenny King. See, I was so bored and fell asleep, I didn't even hear his name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, fans, uh, 
Oh, we had another one. Uh, Red Titus. Yeah, no, we're not going to see Red Titus anymore. He, no, he's so. he's so low on the card. He's yeah, not, he's it's not enough. Seem worth it. It's not his, worth it. Yeah, his life is pathetic enough. He doesn't need us <laughs> making fun of him. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> folks, you know what? It's been a great. Uh, I, the, the New Japan stuff is just blowing me away right now, and I'm really enjoying Yo. this tournament. Um, <laughs> and MLW, fun as ever. ROH, <laughs> well, it got a little better this week. Let's hope it can get better. And NXT, it's always on the edge of, you know, maybe being the breakout show. Who knows? Trent Seven next week versus um, Walter. That might be the match that will take them back over MLW next week. We don't know. NXT is like on a scale. It's always balancing, going up and down. Yeah, yeah. So... Folks, you know what? Some great wrestling out there. Uh, Elio? Yes, uh, sir. All I can say is this week, enjoy your wrestling. Okay. Try and use your real name at least once to any of these girls. <laughs> um, remember, there are diseases where things will fall off, so be careful. And, um, yeah, uh, save some for the rest of us guys. You know, there's other guys out there who need women too, Elio. You don't have to be taking them all. <laughs> So, fans, thank you for tuning in. It's been a wonderful time. You know what? We are also part... I, you know, I first of all, I have to mention something. There is this really fun uh, webpage that came up that I would suggest a group that I'd like you guys to take a look on on Facebook. Uh, it, it, it's, I don't know the exact name. Do you remember the exact name of this thing about the WWE uh, headquarters oh, thing? Um, um, <laughs> what was that thing called? I mean, it was incredible. It was like it was a, a riff on the Area 51 thing. Um, well, let me pull it up here. Yeah, pull it up and tell fans where they can find this thing because I thought it was pretty fun, well put together. Okay, so it's actually Storm WB headquarters. Events can't stop us all, and it can, and that's the the actual uh, title of the page, and it's on up on uh, Facebook. Excellent, and you know what, fans? We love it when you comment on the polls. We love it if you want to just drop us a letter, tell us uh, how maybe you got some venereal disease for just listening to Elio's exploits, <laughs> or how. Uh, <laughs> How you enjoyed hearing something or other offhandedly, I might have said. Um, drop us a line. You can get a hold of us. Give all the uh, the pertinent. Uh, I do. We are, you can get a hold of us at Wrestling POV Podcast on Facebook, Wrestling POV One on Instagram, Wrestling POV on Twitter. We are on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean. Mm, I love the taste of Podbean. <laughs> So those are the ways that you can. Those are the ways that you can reach reach us. Well, you know what, fans. Also, one other thing I'd like to mention. Mm-hmm. You you know we we joke around a lot here, and the two of us have a lot of fun up here in Canada. There's uh, three Americans down there that are hitting it out the park all the yep. time. They're our sister show, Wrestling POV, and um, you know it's a great concept. You know you got uh, you got uh, Tony, you got Big Tony, who used to be a wrestler himself. He knew the business part of it. You know, he's been backstage. He's seen the secrets. He knows a lot of stuff. You got Rick Serrano III, who was the ultimate fan, who got, you know, he had his perspective. Then they got and Mimi Goody. the current WPOE Global Champion. Mm. And then we got uh, Mimi Goody, who brought a woman's perspective. That's You don't get a lot of that in wrestling. And then the one perspective no one wanted, a puppet. <laughs> Anyways, um, tune in to uh, WPOV Check them out. Their show on this same channel every Saturday. We're here on the Wednesdays. We're rocking it with our socks out. Not our... Well, anyways. Elio, say goodbye to the good people and try not to pick up any chicks on the way home, please. (laughs) Save some for the rest of the boys. Have a good night, folks. All right. We will talk to you all next week.